Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She's got great chat. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked her tit or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent of being made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's fun? Does that mean we won't have any She's got the chat. I am Mara. And I am Ari. We are so excited to be here today. We have a very special episode. And it is the beginning of our off-season series where we're going to be interviewing some of our friends, maybe some of our family, to get all of their opinions on everything that has happened this season, on Love Island in general, on life. Yes. But before we introduce our guests, we just want to give a big thank you to everyone who's been listening to this podcast. We really appreciate all of the support and the love you guys have shown us either on social media or even just by listening. Um, Please, please, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, everyone in your life that you want to drag into this Love Island universe. We're also going to be putting out a weekly segment on our Instagram and TikTok alongside with our weekend Friday episodes and It's going to include all of the happenings in the Love Island universe um, from all of the players previously from UK, Australia, USA. So you guys can keep up with all the drama that unfolds now that the cameras are turned off. So please follow us along at She's Got the Chat and we will give you guys all the juicy content in our off season. Without further ado... Let's chat! Yes. So now we are thrilled to welcome to the podcast our very first guests. They are both from California and became friends in college. They then fell in love and moved to Denver, where they now reside. (laughs) 
We are thrilled to welcome Rod, our handsome mustachioed king, and at Think Rod on Instagram. He is a recruiter, that's all I know. And Tamar. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Tamar is our Israeli fairy queen, wow. and she is at Taller Tam on Instagram, and a brand strategist, which I'm excited to ask about. So thank you for coming, and welcome, Yay! Robin Tamar! Thank you. We're so excited <laughs> to be here. It's been a long time coming. You guys, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> nervous a little bit. I was like shaking. I don't, I'm nervous. I don't know. It's not the first time we've, any, we've been on any sort of podcast. You know, long time listener. Uh, yeah, you know, long time listener. Like, <laughs> like, honor to be here. Wow, well, I'm excited. Iconic, iconic, iconic. So let's start with how do we know you? So we know you through your sister-in-law, Annie, who we met through yes. my sister, who also lives in Denver, who met Annie at a pride party. And oh. the the friend groups and the family kind of just all percolated together, and it's kind of one big like melting pot now. It's it's actually really beautiful. Yeah, there was just one faithful faithful pride party um, in June <laughs> of 2021 that yeah. like really just like connected this large friend group that totally spidered and spiraled yeah, out of control. We we were not there, but the 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 consequences of that party. Yeah, we <laughs> I wasn't there, there either. We were not there. Yeah, we were not invited. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and oh, I don't oh okay. know. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and my sister, like that was like probably the week that my sister moved to Denver, and she was at that pride party because her ex girlfriend invited her. Um, wow, who is went to yeah. is getting her PhD with Matt Bravo, who is our friend that has had all the party. Yeah, all these connections. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, so basically, like. So my sister-in-law, what that means is that my boyfriend, Gabe, who I've talked about on the pod before, obviously, his brother's wife is who we're discussing. That's Annie. But, like, this party, this infamous party that I've also heard about is, like, crazy because there were a bunch of people there who are friends with Matt, who's Vic's best friend, Ah. who's Gabe's brother, but also a bunch of people who are friends with Taylor, who's Annie's best friend. Like, they all somehow were friends with both of their best friends that's really cool yeah um so other than what i introed you about what else do you want to share about yourselves about who you are where you yeah, live you know you, you yeah yeah the, the general descriptions like nail on the head originally both <laughs> from california i'm from southern california she grew up uh, in the bay area in san jose um, we had met um, first day of college and became fast friends, I would say, but then first, first day, day of school, orientation. You know? Yeah, it was. Uh, I've never. Oh, wow. oh my god! Yeah, That's orientation day. The first yeah, thing day that ones. the first thing that she said <laughs> was, you know, we're introducing ourselves, and the um, orientation leaders were like, "Tell us a little bit about, you know." Tell us your name and tell us what you were doing this summer, I think, is the prompt, uh, just as a quick icebreaker. And she was like, I'm Tamar, Tammy, probably. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. going by Tammy at the time. Yeah. My, my first life. Yes. Oh. Um, and, that, <laughs> and she was like, oh, my name is Tammy. And I, last week I was in the Negev Desert uh, in Israel, you know, on a camel looking at the stars. Wow. And I was like fucking people could go to Israel like I didn't even like I was like so like in my own I was, 
I was the first Jewish person that Rod ever met. Fun yeah. fact. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I caught the bug. <laughs> Wait, is that for yeah. real? You grew up in a super like not yeah. Jewish. No, you know, in Southern California, at least the area I was in, you know, was um very like, you know, Mexican, white, like a small Asian populace, but really like no Jewish people. I really I maybe I probably met one, you know, like at one point, but no, no one in my class. And yeah, she was the first one. You know, we didn't start dating until after like a beer, about a year after graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we um, were both in like long term relationships in college mm -hmm. um, oh. that were not the best. Yeah, they had their good moments. Yeah, great, but you know? my um, college boyfriend became a Trump supporter. He was like a Bernie to Trump pipeline. So that was like oh. a little bit of a. Uh, a shocking thing to to deal with. Yeah, and yeah. You and your girlfriend just fought you know, a lot. Yeah, you know, everything comes to an end at some point. You, know? <laughs> you guys are young. How old are you guys? They're my age. We're yeah. I'm 28. He's 27. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I forget. 2016 was actually kind of a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's been a minute now. Yeah. yeah. I know. It was quite a, quite a circumstance is. to deal with. But now, you know, we've been together, yeah. um, you know, four going on five years. And oh, uh, we made the move to Denver in April of 2021 and, you know, met an incredible friend group and um, really love the apartment that we're living in. Yeah. Everything's, oh, so firing. Cute. everything's firing on all cylinders right now. Your decorations oh. are beautiful. I just want to say your interior design is great. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Altamar. Yeah, really. I, minimal input. <laughs> it was a 65-inch TV, which yeah. has been right. perfect, perfect for viewing Love Island Season 9. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. So, Tamar, you said you are a brand strategist. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah. So I, I'm like thinking, can I say, I think I can say, yeah, it's on my LinkedIn. Yeah. I work for a company called instrument. I'm fully remote. Um, they're like a agency studio. Like they do a lot of like brand strategy work and like graphic design, a lot of like UX, like website, like app design product. Um, work with, work with a lot of tech companies um, and my primary client is Google, um, which is pretty oh, nice. cool. Um, although I've been like mixed around on a lot of other different projects, but yeah, it's just a lot of like, we work very closely with clients. We're kind of like partners in crime with like our clients, like marketing teams or like VP of brand and just like work with them on all sorts of different little, little side quests. Like sometimes it's very foundational, like we need to nail down like what this brand is and what the like voice and our purpose and our mission is. And sometimes it's very specific. Like we have this one website for one part of our business and we're like giving it a little refresh. Um, but yeah, work closely with designers and a lot of very cool creative people. Yeah, Wait, okay. Cool. I, I have questions about that, but you started, you hooked me. Is it like semi confidential? <laughs> like what no, was no 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 okay um, public that, like we work with google i'm just i don't think i can say like oh. project specific details but yeah. yeah okay but there are there are some like clients and partners that are like nda that like people can't even say um mm -hmm. like we work with this like i don't know it's there there's a lot of legal shit that uh, sure 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 sure, sure. <laughs> okay. varies. that's yeah. really cool 
It sounds very interesting. Definitely uh, like a creative. I mean, it, you said that you work with a lot of creatives, but I feel like this mm-hmm. is also definitely a creative endeavor as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It sometimes feels like a, like a fake job. Like it's so much like, how do you say? Like, it's very, I don't know. It's like, a little heady. Yeah. Like we, we have a friend <laughs> that's like a doctor, like a, a medical resident that works in like radiation oncology. And he's like working with people to like cure like cancer, cancer. every day. And yeah. like, sure, I'm, sure, just, sure. Like, I'm putting together a PowerPoint about what our brand's mission is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But shit gets stressful. And I'm like, I'm not curing cancer. Like we're just, you know, it's, it's marketing. (laughs) Okay. So what is your take on the branding of Love Island? Your professional opinion? That's a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. I haven't thought about it too deeply, but I have thought about it. I don't know. Like the little like glittery heart, like it does feel a little cheesy to me. Dare I say a little choogy? But uh-huh. I don't know, mm-hmm. like, this is, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but, like, we're essentially, like, first-time Love Island viewers. Like, we watched yes. U.S. season one, and then this U.K. Ugh. season nine is, like, the first time we're watching, like, U.K., which I feel like is, like, the real quote-unquote Love Island. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Correct. I feel like I, I need to know, I need to be deeper before I can critique too hard, but... At the same time, like, it's light, it's, it's you know, it's low-key. Like, I feel like it's it's chill for, like, a reality show that it is. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel super strongly one way or another. Oh, gosh. Now I want to, like, brainstorm on, like, what their rebrand could, could be like. It, it oh, my gosh. Does. We will have you back to discuss that in depth <laughs> any day. Go away, do a little research, see their presentation. <laughs> yeah, 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 you'll be making a PowerPoint for us. You're like, my friend's curing cancer. Now I'm making a PowerPoint about the Love Island rebrand. Exactly. <laughs> Doing real important work here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I looked, I just looked it up because I wasn't sure. But like, so the first season of Love Island UK came out in 2015. I do feel like their logo was like relevant at that time, but definitely mm-hmm. could use a refresh now that we're moving beyond. Yeah. yeah, I think the best way to yeah the best way you put it is like it does feel like it's certainly aimed for like a millennial up audience. It feels chewy. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, and especially you know. when you talk when you extend it to like the decor of the island and like mm-hmm. just like, yeah like yeah. the way it's decorated the neon signs like it is very kind of basic millennial. But I think that's like yeah. what it needs to be. Like it is such a mainstream show. Like I feel like. The people that are on the show are, like, that vibe who, like, love to get brunch and, like, love to, like, take an Instagram photo in front of a neon sign. Like, yes. I-, I feel like it does fit the yeah. show. What's your favorite neon sign that they have? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think that mine, personally, is <laughs> yes. um, behind the small fire pit, Deep It. Deep It. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. my love, Yeah, I love that one. I like that one a lot. That one's like a newer one to this year, uh, this season. I think I don't think they yeah. had it before. Yeah, I always know, like the eat, sleep, crack on, repeat at yeah. the on the kitchen. Right. Yes. Yeah. On the kitchenette. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I 
I hadn't heard the term like deep it or don't deep it before. Like obviously yes. when you watch UK, it's all these new phrases and slang words are, you know, I love it. out and about. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of put... One of, one of the best parts of watching this show. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. You have to like use context to piece together what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> so deep it, I was <laughs> exactly. like, I heard that for the first time. And then like there was a neon sign of it. I was like, oh my God, like they must say this a lot. I didn't realize that this is like such an yes. iconic phrase. Yeah. I think and it's I great it. that you guys are picking up on stuff like that. My prediction is that next year, the new night neon sign will be on job mm-hmm. on job yes. oh, 100% that's my, that's my that favorite was new. Slang. that was, that was like new. totally new this year yeah wow like, like, Mar and I were like what's once. happening where did this come from <laughs> where, what is I don't on remember job? ever before no definitely not Wow. For sure, it's new. That's that's amazing. I I would have thought that that was like just like the iconic phrase. That's like the through line for everything. Oh. I know. I know. That's why it was so wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> okay, so a quick departure, but I will say that Tamar is the inspiration behind us wanting to ask this question on the podcast. So I do want to make some time for it. Do you guys have as Mara and I are internet friends. Do you guys have any internet friends? Ooh, I know I asked this, Ari, because we talked about it a little. <laughs> so I, we're not as much in touch right now, but I had a really good Omegle friend. Mm. Um, yes. was this a is girl. what you told me. Isn't that fucking iconic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so sweet. Her name is Katya. Um, she lives in Holland. And yeah, we met on Omegle, like not the video kind. <laughs> Um, but we just started emailing, like we were around the same age. I was in middle school at the time. Oh, wow. And we just like emailed for years, like just like updating each other about our lives. Like I remember sending her a picture of myself in my like eighth grade graduation dress. I was like, look, I'm going to graduate. When, when me and Ari were texting about this, I like found it back in my emails just to like reminisce Mm because they still exist in my I love dinosaurs at Gmail um, <laughs> inbox, um, which is still my iCloud, um, by the way. That's so incredible. It's like, I love dinosaurs, invited you to a shared album. Um, but anyway, I was like, <laughs> looking through like the language in the emails was so ridiculous. Like it was like all caps, like XD, like just like the most yes. like cutesy, like middle school, yes. like hyper girl. Um, yeah, but like we would like send each other like packages with like candy from our countries like yeah it was like a really great wholesome connection the cutest thing I ever sent her was like obviously we didn't have any pictures together but I like I photoshop is like giving myself too much credit but like I stitched like two pictures of us together and then like developed it and put it in a frame that I like painted oh wow um I thought that was a really precious thing to do (laughs) did you guys ever meet in real life no um and so Rod and I went on a Europe trip um this past fall and we were messaging for a little and she was like, come to Holland. And it just didn't work out in our like route. But I think if we're ever there in the future, like I would totally hit her up and meet her. I would love that. Totally. Yeah. So Rod, do you have any <laughs> internet friends? <laughs> yeah. You know, so the one that's sticking out in my mind is uh, there was a group of three girls that followed me on Twitter randomly one night in like 2011. I was like probably uh-huh. a sophomore, <laughs> junior in high school. And Dang. they all just like randomly followed me and um, I messaged one of them because they were all like, they all followed each other. I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm confused. 
and they're like hi like we're just like we're at a sleepover right now we're in like we live in las vegas and we just found your profile like we thought that you were like really cute <laughs> and oh i have like really... it sounds like you have internet fans I, no, 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 no. <laughs> no no fandom no fandom i had like you know i had like the skater hair you know like i had i had a very oh, yeah. iconic look you know and he pulled in high yes. school yeah i was i was fucking crushing it in high school guys you wouldn't believe it <laughs> um but they followed oh me God. and then we i stayed in close contact not close contact but we like you know been following each other on twitter ever since and instagram and i feel like i know these women and they were like best friends in high school i've seen them all grow apart you know like they're all on in their own lane doing their own own thing one of them became like oh pretty gosh. conservative Christian, moved to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and is now like, you know, have, starting a young family. The other one, Amanda, wow. I'm not sure exactly what happened to her. She just like fell off the face of the earth. And then another, my favorite oh, no. friend, um, you know, she, the one that I think is the funniest, went through her own battles with like addiction and she went to rehab. And I saw like, you know, she's, you know, in recovery now and she's been like a year sober. Damn. And I'm just like so proud wow. of her. And, yeah, wow. like, and and we don't really like chat that much. Like sometimes I'll DM her if she posts something funny or like you know say like congrats on like the sobriety and stuff like that. But it's just great. Mm-hmm. I I I think that you know following along in their lives and you know because I've been following them now for like eleven twelve years. Um, it's just been great to see <laughs> their their glow up and where they're at now. That is so wild. Wow, you guys are the perfect people That's to amazing. ask this question to. Have you <laughs> ever met any of those girls in real life? Or both no. of you just like purely internet friends? Purely internet. Yeah, purely internet. Um, I visited Vegas, I think this is like probably four years ago, and I hit up um, Rochelle and I was trying to like see if uh, she was down to meet up, but the meeting never happened. So, but I think next time in Vegas, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honestly going to hit her line. Like she's she's sick. So, yeah. and we yeah. might go to Vegas this year. We might go to so Vegas it this could year. Happen yeah, soon. it's going to happen. So, oh, Rochelle, I'm going to send you this episode. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great, amazing. Tell us what reality TV do you guys watch? Ooh, I'm like suddenly blanking. What do we watch? So I think that. You know, my reality television journey started in like the classic VH1 era, Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, mm-hmm. like that, those types oh, of shows, wow. right? Yeah. So like that was like back when Rock I was of like Love in, is so good. <laughs> yeah, like sixth grade, like very impressionable times, I would say. Um, but Absolutely. I lost track of it. I totally lost track of it. I I didn't really keep up with like too many reality shows post then. But I think right before the pandemic started, that's when the first Love Is Blind. Um, season came out on Netflix and everyone at the agency I was working at at the time um, was into it so I started watching along as well and that's I think what like reignited it for me and like that Love is Blind season one was like just insane to like follow along and I forgot like how deep reality television can like get and then now I love that you know I think especially Netflix is doing this, like building this sort of like cinematic universe of like different reality yes. shows. Yeah. And like, and then they have like <laughs> yeah. that mixed one where they take like all the stars from like their different shows and throw them yes, into one. Perfect match. Have you yes. guys watched yeah. it? No. no. Like, I heard it's Oh bad. my God. It's, what? oh, it's good. No. It's so I'm good. Who said it was bad? God. <laughs> Hearing rumors. Yeah. So I, I just remember like working in the agencies and, I feel like Love Island was always a very popular topic. Like everyone always talked about Love Island. They thought Love Island was amazing. Um, and I never tapped into it until you started watching Love Island US season one, um, yeah. which was, I don't know, like maybe six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I 
I didn't watch much reality growing up. Um, in college, I had friends that would watch The Bachelor. So we would have like batch nights, watch it together. It was very much like a communal mm-hmm. thing that I was like invited to. I also mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Um, dove into Toddlers and Tiaras. Very fascinating. Oh, wow. Um, I was not expecting that. (laughs) I know, right? A little wild card. Um, But yeah, I feel like I forgot like when or how it started, but like love the ultimatum. Love Mm -hmm. is blind, Mm -hmm. definitely. And I feel like I'm forgetting a a really iconic one that we've watched together. But oh, I've watched 20-somethings Austin and I liked that one a lot. Oh, is that a yeah. dating show? That's that's one of the Netflix ones I haven't watched. It's 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 less like directly of dating, but it's like they take people in Austin, they like all live in a house together, they're all single, and it's like it's kind of a free for all. Like they can date. They also like sure. they're not. Oh, is isolated. it like real world? It's yeah, I I'm not that familiar with real. There's like I like miss like a lot of like MTV stuff, but um yeah, they're not like isolated in their villa. Like they can they like go out to restaurants, they yeah. like send people on dates, but it's like in real restaurants like with people around them, like they send people to the club. Like they're still all in mm-hmm. the city that they live in, Austin, and they're all just Yeah, it's just kind of chill. But it's, is it's Abby on on that one? Yes, Abby is. Yeah, on. She's, she's in perfect, in perfect match. match. Yeah, yes, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like it's a yeah. fun show to watch if you've seen any of the other Netflix shows or like multiple of them, because then you see people mm-hmm. from different universes interacting. There's people from yeah. Love Is Blind, people from Twenty Somethings, and people from um, what's the other one that they just said that they watched The Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i honestly like now we're watching the new love is blind season that's coming out right now i'm like have mm-hmm. one foot in mm-hmm. one foot out in it uh but you're like watching it in mm-hmm. a big group um i think that nothing i'd now I, I feel totally tainted by love island if i'm being totally honest like i'd nothing hit, <laughs> yeah. nothing hits like love island in the sense that like especially because yes. we put out a new episode every day like yeah, you love get island yes. And really, like, when it boils down to it, like, the complete surveillance state that they have, like, their, <laughs> like, you know, people yeah. on is so unreal, so unrivaled <laughs> yeah. that I just can't watch any other yeah. reality television because it just does not feel as, like, it yeah. doesn't feel like it could even sniff it. The only other Run. one is, like, yeah. That's it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's this great. take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the ultimatum, I love yeah. the concept of the ultimatum. I wish that it was, like, mm-hmm. in a surveillance state, like, Love Island uh, <laughs> is. Because, like, you yeah. can see just so much more. But I think, like, as a concept, the only one that rivals it and, like, really gets me out of bed is the ultimatum from Love Island. UK. Yeah. 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 Ultimatum's amazing. That's yeah. exciting. Wow. I've heard also, I mean, this was a while ago, I don't know if they're still doing it, that like the next season of The Ultimatum is going to be all queer, which I think is going to be fucking wild. Oh. I love it. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. We've been really wanting to watch, do you remember what the show is? Where it's, I think it's like a UK or like not US show where it's like all bi people. It was like one well, season. They, oh, it was like yeah, one was season it, of. Is it? Are you the one? There's one. Yes. Are you the one? Are you the one? Come as you are. Is like season eight or something like that. So that's yeah, next that's up. Good. Her, yeah, that whole show is good, but that was a particularly good season for sure. Yeah, yeah you know, I, and amazing. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, you know, obviously you got the pod, so you know, got to keep the Love Island <laughs> content running. But after watching Love Island and going through like a sixty episode sprint. Don't you feel like mm-hmm. so tired? Like I, that's why I'm so one foot one out, one foot in, one foot out with Love Is Blind this season is because like 
I just feel like I just like did heroin and like I just like was on a huge <laughs> yeah. heroin like bender yes. watching this show. Yeah. And now I'm like I'm recovered. I'm like out of it, and I'm just like look at like another yeah. reality show. Like I it's looking hard for to your watch your next hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I, my God. And I totally forgot. I totally forgot about my number one reality show. Actually, that like actually trumps all of it is Master Chef. Oh, oh okay. yeah, oh. I love Master Chef. Fucking oh, love Master Chef. Like Gabe is, gives yeah. me nonstop shit because I one time had a sex dream about Gordon Ramsay. Oh, oh, totally deserved too. Like, just Dude, yell at me. I knew you like, would feel me on that. I knew you would feel me that. I was so <laughs> impacted by it that for a long time he was on my hall pass list. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god! Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Why you just have an impactful sex dream like that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, you're in bed, <laughs> really like, he's, the way. he's barking orders at you, and you're like, "Yes, chef." You know, like, "Oh my god, exactly. this is the hottest exactly. shit." Exactly, you get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, totally. yeah. Oh my god, I want to put him on my oh my god. Whole yeah, there he is. Yeah, this place, this place. Oh my gosh! So you guys already kind That's of hysterical. answered this that you saw season one of Love Island US, which I don't feel the need to ask you too much about because I think that was schmeh. <laughs> um, and then I know tomorrow you started watching Love Island UK season five, and then I was like, mm-hmm. I convinced you to stop so that you could watch season nine and listen to the podcast. Yeah, you did. You totally upended our life for like for yeah two months two months yeah totally lost uh, because of Ari. (laughs) So how much of season five did you watch, and are you going back to it now? We only watched I want to say two episodes. Like we were very early in. Okay. Um, I think I would. I feel like we need a little break, but I would like to revisit it. Um. Because yeah. I, I was liking the people and everyone like consistently people we've talked to have been like season five is the best season five is the best. I also yeah. would love it's to our, watch. It's both of our favorite season. Yeah. I would love to also watch season one just because I hear it's like so unhinged. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's smoking cigarettes constantly. Everyone's belligerent. Seasons one yes. through three are that way. And season three is I think the best of those three Ooh. seasons. I mean season one is wild too. But season three, they're still chain smoking, and it's a, some it's iconic hilarious. characters. Season one and two are wild because people are like having sex constantly. Yes. Oh yeah. See, I love that. You know, and and yeah, yeah I feel like we'll jump jump into it more. Like I love seeing them bang. Yeah. Uh, like in season nine, yeah. like I thought it was so interesting. Like I, I thought it was, and this goes back to the surveillance state. It was just a tad too much sometimes. Like yeah, I have a love hate relationship. Yeah. Like I'm 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 I want to know that it's happening, but like I'm so uncomfortable when yeah. I see it. Yeah. Like, oh. Totally. Well. In season two, there's a couple that like were together for a bit and then broke up, and then one of the guy coupled with somebody new and had sex with her, obviously in the same room as the ex. Wow! And it was like Tough. everyone was like, "Holy shit!" It was oh, it was excellent, excellent. I TV. love it. I think yeah. it was also before people really understood <laughs> yeah. the repercussions of like this is being aired. Yeah. So we talk about, and yeah. I don't know yeah. if you guys have listened to every single episode, but I'll just repeat it really quickly that we've heard that there is like a producer Islander deal that if they use kind of like a code to talk about sex, they won't show like 
as much footage of them having sex, which mm. we're kind of confused about because we're like, they definitely do show it. Um, right. But there was no code right. this season. And I would be curious when you guys watch an earlier season of UK, like it started to come up this season. Usually it is like a big thing in every morning debrief with the Islanders. It's like a catch up of like who did what in bed last night, but in some weird code that they've come up with. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I heard you guys mention that yeah. on the podcast for this season, but honestly, like, I must have gone over my head when I was watching because, like, I did not. I did not. I well, don't they like code. we caught on to it because they we thought that that was going to be the code for the season, and then it just wasn't a thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but you'll see it in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like some of them did. Yeah. Like I feel like Tanya like told everyone she's like we did it, um, and like yeah, Tanya that was and weird too. Had that conversation. Um, that conversation like, was yeah. super abnormal for the show for them to be like we slept together without a code was very surprising to us yeah yeah, yeah that is interesting mm-hmm. and that uh, jesse was like totally blatant about it too like you know her mm-hmm. and will mm-hmm. you know bones right. like she came out with or i think maybe she just told yeah TT. she told yeah she told yeah. tiny tt yeah. which tt is also mine <laughs> by the way so i love him oh my god oh, really? nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like that's me. Yeah. She's just like me for real. We co-opted the Except nickname. Except she's definitely just not like me. Yeah. Or I'm opposite. not oh. like her. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Are you saying that it it's your like nickname in life, or that you co-opted it when you heard a when you heard Tanya called TT, and now you're TT? Mm-hmm. I, I'd say yeah. some people call me TT or like Tiny TT. I'm five one, okay. like less overtly, but just like those are my initials, mm-hmm. and like I'm tiny. So when I hear it, I'm like, that's me. It's TT, you know? right? <laughs> yeah. other, other people actually call that's me that, so or funny. Not, which is mixed. Yeah, I just you know like when it comes to and what's it called? Hideaway? Is that what it's called? I forget. Uh-huh. Yeah, the okay, hideaway. the yeah. hideaway. Yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> it's like if you're gonna show the sheets moving and the bed rocking and all that stuff. Show me some penetration, you know? Like, let's just uh, let's just blow this fucking the roof off this house right now. Like, if, it, if we know they're fucking, like, I want to uh, see well, go I in. Think, I think you're looking for porn. I think that yeah. might be like, Is there a for. Love Island couple to OnlyFans pipeline? Yeah. And if not, perhaps um, there should be. Uh, there's that one I would girl say earlier who... seasons, yes. Interesting. It was like an OnlyFans to Love Island pipeline. Oh, yeah. Ah. That, that totally checks. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, and then, I don't even remember if this was on Australia, UK, or US, which is bad of me, but they uh, took someone out of the show and, like, totally disappeared him and just, like, without any explanation because it was found out that he was doing gay porn. Do you remember that, Mara? That was on US. Yeah. yeah. That is so oh. scandalous. They would not do that. Isn't that fucked up? They would not up? do that on UK. It's fucked no, up. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I know. Saying, this person was on Love Island, like, presenting as, like, a straight man, but he was, like, definitely gay and doing gay porn. No, I don't think that he was necessarily definitely gay. They just didn't want the association. Yeah. And so they, Fair. like, secretly eliminated him and just never oh. spoke about it, but oh. people found out. So bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I, and, like, the, I, I felt that you know, this is not the same scenario, but one of the um, Casa women who entered in this time around i forget her name she was like 21 um they she hardly got any narrow airtime. it down more no yeah, like Linda. it was a it was the one girl who got zero yeah, airtime she was like a tall black woman with braids and her name started with an Linda. l Linda. Linda. Zero Linda. air time for her. What the fuck so, happened? I yeah. was like, mad for her. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. Like, they're, I don't know. Actually, like, dirty. zero yeah. seconds. Like, until the debrief. But, like, yeah. nothing else. Like, yeah. what was she up to? You know? 
I think not enough. Uh, you have to enough. really like not enough. She wasn't yeah. on job. Make some moves oh. as she yeah. wasn't on job she enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't on job. Yeah, that, that, that's just like confusing to me. Like that was because I thought that everyone was going to get some. You know, every, no matter how shitty they were. You know, like I think Aaron is he the other yeah. Australia guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I hate him. He's. I, I thought that he was such yeah. a dud. And like, even yeah. he got screen time. Yeah. Like, even if it was just like Olivia yeah. yelling at him. But like, <laughs> still, he was on air. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I think yeah. that being a Casa Bombshell is the hardest way to come into the show. But now that we're kind of getting into it, this is actually like a very good segue into our, our next question. So, yeah, what do you guys, what did you guys think about this season? What are some of your overall thoughts? Let's yeah. get into it. <sighs> You go first because I'm going to go on a sure. long diatribe. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like, like when you mentioned, I'm going to take some deep breaths over here. <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. you muster up all of your your thoughts. Mine will probably be more. Yeah, so like we mentioned, the only other Love Island we've watched was U.S. season one. I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, that's what hooked oh. me. Um, but mm-hmm. then again, like that was the only like reference of Love Island I had, but I just found that mm-hmm. cast really likable. Anyways, I was very excited for UK cause everyone was like, US is so lame. And mm-hmm. in fact, like this was a lot more like juicy, like there was a lot more drama. Uh, and yet I still feel like the, like the women really respected each other. Like there was a lot of like good communication, but there was still like a good mix of like, you know, the, the emotional unintelligence from, live and just like the drama and like (laughs) tanya's whole thing like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of good juiciness this was also the first time we saw like segments like casa amor which they didn't have in the u.s Mm. or at least in that season um movie night which was Mm -hmm. probably my favorite like episode of the whole thing um but yeah overall, overall it was good i do feel like there were a lot of like lulls like there were definitely chunks of episode where it's like the only conversations that they were having and showing was like, our connection is like this. And like, how do you think our connection is going? And mm-hmm. like, I'm talking to this person. Like, it was just like, and you guys mentioned it on the last episode of like, Kai and Sanam, for example. We really like learned anything about them as people and their connection. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. the show focuses too much on like, this is where we stand as a couple and like Mm. this and like versus just like, I want to hear them talk about like their families back home and like their, their relationship values about like living together and like who's cleaning. And I don't know, like I think there's probably a lot that's talked about that could be more interesting. And I think some of those lulls could have been avoided if they focused on other storylines like that. But overall, yeah. a big fan. I'm definitely going to be watching Love Island again, and I'm excited to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. And then Good as for me, I would say... Yeah, Rod, let's hear it. Well, I mean... <laughs> and just, I, you know, I, just so you know, our next question is, who is your fave island? 100%. So just perfect, like overall perfect. thoughts. <laughs> totally, yeah, general thoughts are... And I was like, you know, thinking about it, I was like, you know, I'll save my diatribe. Overall thoughts okay. is that... You know, we're Americans, you know, we're fucking red blooded Mm -hmm. fucking Americans. Right. And like the thought of like being into like British television or entertainment outside of Gordon Ramsay is like I I, I was originally averse to the idea. I'm like fucking like why would I watch a 
bunch of fucking pale British people, like, oh, like they're, they're they're gross, you know, like just I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, like you know those Brits, like they can keep their own shit, like they hate us, I hate them, fuck them, you know. We do have some listeners in the UK, and I just like to say that we love you know you. what. And, but, but here's where, here's where I'll come around is that you know this is like really the first like majorly British media that I like have ever really consumed. I never watched like fucking Doctor Who mm-hmm. or whatever, like fucking uh-huh. Peaky Blinders mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, this actually was, like, oh, man, you know, I like these guys. These guys are really funny. Like, <laughs> like these, these Brits, oh, like, beautiful. you know, they, they have excellent chat, you know, like, just. They you know, do. Like, yeah, they've got the chat. Their chat is unparalleled. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't got, we don't got it like that in the, U, in, in the U.S., quite frankly. Um, I, yeah. They say such interesting yeah. phrases. Like, I really love to see, like, the, the friendships built um, between, like, both the boys and the girls. Like. I just mm-hmm. it, it um, gave uh, the Brits a sense of humanity that I didn't think that they had. So <laughs> I like I, I like it. Yeah. You're, you're gonna get hateful DMs from she's got the chat. Shocked British by this. No, no. Wait, I also <laughs> think it's so funny that it's like we started with Tamar was the first Jew I ever met, and now we're at like <laughs> right. yeah, this made me like Brits yeah. who I previously <laughs> totally, thought I hated. Like, wow, what a beautiful journey for you, Rod. Just opening your eyes to different kinds so of much people. No, I, <laughs> it's, it's mostly in jest. It's mostly in jest, but really, like you no, know, I, know. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know any like Brit, British people, and you know, those are those are my best friends now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the fourth musketeer. Fourth Musketeer, yeah. Well, and that's the <laughs> that's the beauty too of it being an everyday show, surveillance state, like you brought up. There are the episodes that are just very lullish, but you're spending all of your time with these people, and you grow. You feel like close to them and, oh, and totally. have mm-hmm. a genuine like connection with these people that you're watching every day so it's I a think bizarre that parasocial relationship that you know i'm yes. still yes. getting a hold on and that's like part of like why it felt like heroin honestly is like it's just i feel <laughs> yes. like I was in their friend group i was in the mix with them like i was defending ron like i was you know like i felt yeah. like i was a big part of them um and now i'm trying to separate myself from that so <laughs> okay well don't separate yourself yet because let's Just hear it. who was your favorite islander of the season do you want to go first this time yeah and you know i <laughs> and while i while i am like a diehard ron guy through and through i really am i mm-hmm. fucking love that guy um i wouldn't say he was like my necessarily my favorite character okay mm-hmm. um and I guess what do we call them? Characters? Like are are they characters? We call them They're players human. or players. islanders. Players, islanders, players. Okay. Islanders. Contestants, players. Yeah. Um you know great great goddamn question. Um I, I actually have to think about this for a second. Like who would you say? Oh, mine's mine's a no brainer. My favorite islander is Will. Um, oh yeah, yeah. From ah, day one, I mean, yeah. I just he he added so much to the show. Like truly, the season would not mm-hmm. have been, I think, anywhere near what it was because of him. Like he was just so silly, so unhinged. Like just like such a character, yeah. um, and like Farmer Will, like yeah. that, like ugh, just so funny. And like I think he reminds me a bit of Rod as well, because like you're kind of like goofy like that. That guy's on another um, level in a way. So <laughs> yeah. like yeah, I have a, a, a natural draw toward like that type of personality. Um, and mm, I thought he was like mm-hmm. very like. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but like how, like obviously made a mistake was a little silly in Casa, but so silly, Will. So silly, Will. So silly, Will. Um, Obviously in Casa, he fucked up. 
Um, I, that was very like out of character for him, and I don't know why he did that. But I did think the way he handled it when he got back was very like respectable. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he had really good mature conversations with Jesse. He like gave Jesse the time she needed. Like he like came clean right away. Like I thought, yeah, I just think he's like a good guy all around. Like very funny, but also like yeah. he seems like a good partner genuinely. So yeah. That's Will. Do you follow him on um TikTok at all? Yes. I just started following or I, I yeah. stalked his like farmer <laughs> videos like partway through mm-hmm. the season. I was like, this yeah. is fucking insane. This guy's I legit. love it. Yeah. So good. They're really good. They're so oh yeah. Good. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Those those millions those of lambs followers, are so cute. Yeah. Are definitely deserved. <laughs> Well earned. <laughs> yeah. So, Rod, yeah, have you decided who your favorite Islander is? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It's Ron. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm going to come out. Yeah, Dude, we brought you here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah, please tell Ari and I what about Ron you love so much. Like, what's the draw for you? That man kept it a buck the entire season. Like, there, 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 was, there, was, no, there was no, you know, trifling with this man, you know? He... I, I don't think that he was ever super dishonest. I think that the moves that he made uh, early on uh, in his relationship with Lana and then his like potential exploration of Sammy were totally justified, rather clearly communicated. The one misstep he had was like when he told Lana that he was going to cut it, I think, or like he was like going like, to end it or something like that. Dead and it. he en- ended up not doing it. Dead it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to dead it. He didn't end up doing it, which I think was, like, one of his, like, only missteps. But for the most part, like, that mm-hmm. guy was just, like, cool as a cucumber. He's not, like, as funny or as flashy as, like, Will or Casey. But um, I think that he just, like, was through and through, always, like, there for people, gave pretty good advice when it was, like, prompted, never really spoke out of line. And the only time that I was, like, actually annoyed with him was when Shaq was annoyed with him because he wasn't cleaning the kitchen. Like, I thought that, mm-hmm. like, when that when that moment happened, I've been in, like, Shaq's shoes before where I'm like, why the fuck isn't, yes. like, my, the homie, like, getting up and helping? That's fucking annoying when everyone else is doing it, yeah. you know? But then tomorrow was like, well, maybe, right. like, because he was actually leading a lot of the efforts in the kitchen uh, on that episode, too. So maybe he was, mm-hmm. like, the fucking, like, head chef there, like, put in a lot of work and then was like, oh, like, now there are five dudes cleaning it up already. Yeah, like, I don't like, need to be there. Yeah, like, let me just have a little, a little breather. So, right. I mean, not just to justify every move, right. like, you know, no one's perfect. But I think that he just, like, kept it, kept it 100 the entire time. Yeah. Wait, okay. I just have, I have one piece of evidence for you that I'm curious what you think about. When... Sammy and Ron were talking after Casa Amor was over, and Ron promised Sammy that he was not pushing Tom to recouple and always had her back. It was then shown during movie night that there was a conversation with Ron telling Ron that, or Ron telling Tom to recouple because he was like, Sammy's going to recouple. That never became an issue between Ron and Sammy, but that pissed me off. I was like, he lied to her face in that instance, no? I think that it's so hard to keep track of, like, all everything, right? Like, and, and again, like, I'm not, like, you know, not a total Ron apologist. I'm, I'm just, you know, he made some mistakes in there. But I feel like his encouraging of Tom to, like, potentially recouple, I forget. I, I actually really don't remember. Like, was it very, like, genuine? Like, you actually, like, do need to recouple? Or was it, yes. like, yeah. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. You know? He was like, your place in the game is going to be, um, like, your place in the game is going to be jeopardized if you don't, like, recouple. Because 
he was like, I guess they were all convinced Sammy would maybe read. And then that was in the conversation where Tom Tom uh, responded to him and said, I would rather like be there standing alone and see her recoupled Mm -hmm. than go back in with a. Okay, yeah, no, that's checking out. I think that where his head at, at least with like that piece of advice, is like, let's face it, Sammy is the hottest one in the villa. Like she was fucking yeah. Sexy on sexy, like beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) yeah. And we'll get into like you know what they look like now, which is like obviously it was just a few months ago. It's so mind blowing to follow them on Instagram after. But anyways, Sammy's beautiful. Like I think Ron was, you know, like his head was in the right space where it's like you know I know that you want to be here and you're here like for a true match. Sammy's getting fucking absolutely rizzed up right now. Like you have to believe they couldn't have (laughs) they couldn't have known. That the, you know, five bombshells that they put for, like, the boys in Casa, like, or those guys that entered in, were fucking horrible. Like, they were lame. They all sucked. I can't believe that they, like, put those, like, you know, know. pathetic men into the mix there. I thought it was so... Like, the only hot one was, like, Ryan, right? And even he had sort of, like, a little bit of an yeah. ick. So, like, but anyway, but they, yeah. they didn't know that. Like, the, the guys that were stuck in the villa, yeah. they were, like, they they could have sent in, like, fucking five more toms and been, like, you know, it, it's yeah. open season. So I think that mm-hmm. while that advice is, like, you know, it's bad that he, like, you know, talked out of both sides of his mouth to Sammy to be, like, I was supporting you the whole mm-hmm. time. Like, if that's not true, that's not true. But, you know, like, you have to think that Sammy's hot as shit and she's gonna be like you know one of the most one of the people that people really want to riz up so yeah yeah i I think too in that scenario like i feel like when it's just the boys and like ron and tom like ron's talking to tom like boy to boy like as as much as like this is the outcome like he's not thinking about sammy in that moment and like thinking like this is a a mean thing of me to do to sammy like i think he's really just Mm -hmm. to what you were saying like he's thinking of his boy he's thinking of like the realities like i do think ron is very like love island game strategic which like Mm -hmm. yeah again is like not a bad thing necessarily but like that was his advice about like staying in the game at the time and like that would be hurtful because in love island like you get to hear everything that everyone's saying about you but i i could see Mm -hmm. like ron really not like remembering that or thinking about that in the moment i don't know who's to say i think it's fine i i definitely get the advice thing like um i don't even think his advice to tom was bad like you're right like sammy was definitely going to be a hot commodity girl so you know tom should keep that in mind um i i know that ari and i have said this on the podcast before but like our issue with ron has always been the way he treats lana And I guess I felt like even though he had every right to explore those other relationships early on and often that makes for like an interesting season, I just think that he I think like it's what really Shaq called him out for. He like kind of disregarded Lana's feelings in his efforts to get what he wanted. I just I think it see I just like I just sad. didn't see that at all, you know, like <laughs> and, 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 and like you know like we we all have like different perspectives on it, but I thought that he was yeah. always rather a clear communicator with Lana, and the fact hmm. that like it, and like the the hate that Ron got from the boys, especially throughout the season, like of course the three Musketeers did not fuck with Ron. That's fine. Shaq, <laughs> at a, Shaq at a high level did not really fuck with Ron. Like there mm-hmm. was multiple times where like they would like pan about having having a discussion. They're like Ron's fucking like, you know, he's gonna get out of this one because he's a smooth talker and he's fucking like whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like I always said that shit about yeah. Ron, right? 
But like, <laughs> but almost every other one of the boys made way more egregious moves than Ron ever, ever, ever did. Like, why is really? Ron getting? Why is Ron getting all this flack for like wanting to like you you know have a chat with Sammy and say like you know like I do need to get to know her because this is part of the the process. Like, because he wasn't just chatting with her; <sighs> he was telling Lana that he was going to date it with her, and then was telling Sammy like, "Ooh, that'll be a great thing for me to bring up when I meet that your parents." Happen- that it's happened like. like- that happened like one, <laughs> like that happened like one evening. It was like one part of the conversation. You know, the boys um, had like a general dislike of Ron. You know, like it wasn't like anything beefy, but it would, they certainly like made it pretty clear that they were like, uh, like they would talk shit about him when he wasn't there, mm-hmm. and even when like he brought it up like later on in the season. Um, they were like, you know, people have opinions, and like you just gotta have to deal with it. Yeah. Like they didn't even like they didn't squash mm-hmm. it really at all. Mm-hmm. But. The moves that everyone else made, Tom, Terrace Tom, like, you know, fucking getting silly in Casa, Will getting silly in Casa, like, fucking Casey, like, flip-flopping back and forth between, you know, Claudia and then Rosie, and then, like, they all made moves that were, like, so much worse than anything that Ron ever did, but, like, no one ever was on the boys about, like, the shitty decision-making that, like, they were, like, going through or, like, their consequences. The girls were mad at them. But, like, none of the boys, like, ever, like, no one ever called Will out on his shit. No one ever called Casey out on, from the boys' side. No one called Casey out on his shit. Like, I, I'm just, like, it's not equal. You know, the, the, the disdain was not spread evenly, in my opinion. The moth ain't <laughs> The moth ain't muffin. But you're supposed to, first of all, get silly in Casa, like, to a certain extent. That's mm-hmm. the point of Casa more. I think that the thing with Ron is that he did it so repeatedly. He did it to Lana so many times. Um, yeah. compared to the other boys. It was just with Sammy, though. Not, was, no, he well, went toward Ellie, Ellie Zara. Sammy, Zara. He, like, every time someone Oh, Zara knew, was, like, yeah. one small conversation. I know, but it's, like, Zara was one small conversation. To me, it came across as, like, I've got Lana, and I'm gonna got, I got her on the back burner, and every new person that came in, he was interested in, and it was just like, oh, maybe, 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 maybe. Even, even in Casa... There's that clip of him being like, "Okay, I already know who I'm like interested in talking and to." And they didn't like, show I feel us like he always who just... he was talking about. Mm. I know. God, I wish they I did. But oh, interesting. I missed. Yeah. That. I will. Yeah, he probably in that in that case he probably like had like one flash moment like oh man like you know the girls are gone like I I, I might get on job and then he probably came to his senses so quickly like actually like I yeah I would be fucking like absolutely yes, thrown to the doghouse if that happened. Definitely. He wasn't allowed to fuck around in Casa because of how much he had fucked around previously. For fucked his villa journey, mm. Casa was his chance to prove that he wasn't going to do that anymore. Right. And 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 yeah. and, and prove he sure. did. And prove he did. But I mean, like, That's... do you do you really think that the like do you think that the other guys like were their offenses more or less egregious than what Ron did? In your honest opinion, I, I agree with Mara that it was a little bit the head turning thing, but it was more for us the way that he treated Lana in general. I have a major ick with him calling her his missus. I have a major. Oh, yes, my missus. I've got a missus now. I have a major (laughs) ick with, like, the language that he uses is, like, I made Lana my girlfriend. It feels very much like she doesn't have, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, 
I made Lana my missus. Feels very much like she doesn't have an agency or choice in the matter. And there's a lot of comparing. Like, oh, you're just the best girl. Like, you you know, had my back because you're a better girl than other girls in your situation would have been. Um, We also Mm -hmm. felt like he was horrible to her for the baby challenge, like legitimately like horrible to her. It just is more in that sort of stuff. I need need some receipts. (laughs) Oh, I need some receipts. (laughs) Great. Let's pull up. up I do. I'll pull up the literal fucking transcript that I wrote for that episode. <laughs> because I, I mean, I saw the, I, I, and honestly, I think because they had the baby challenge in Love Island U.S. Yeah. season one as yeah. well. I, I hate I, that episode. I, awful. I assume so that it's it a, staple. a staple. It is a staple. They're horrible. But they're boring. I, 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 it's they're boring, boring episodes. Like there's such filler. It's like garbage. It's like just constant. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's totally needless. So the fact that like he like you know wasn't like the the best father <laughs> during that, I think is no. It wasn't that. Passable. It was that like, he was like seriously going in on Lana for being a bad mom. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah, he was making some like comments like, about making Lana feel pretty bad. Dog. I do remember. Yeah. That. yeah, that was right. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he, he was basically just saying, like, yes, "You're gonna be a bad mom." Yeah. Exactly. Yes. He he said, "Oh God, yeah. I can find it. Here it is." He says, no, no. I mean, "You oh, asked no, for no. receipts. <laughs> we can gather. You're not ready to be a mom." And he calls himself a single dad. Ron says that when Lon, uh, when girls are good with kids, that's attractive, and she hasn't done that. He's basically like, I'm turned off because you can't take care of a plastic doll. <laughs> yeah, I think the first few comments were like in jest. Yeah. And like I could see that being like harmless, but he did he he like went in on it a little too much. Yeah, he kept going. Yeah. Which was and and a I think part of it and this is perhaps like more of a flaw of Ron, like he does really try to like show himself as like high and mighty and like he's like i need to prove this Mm -hmm. and like look at me i'm so like i feel like that was part of that he was like i'm such a great dad like look at this like yeah lana you suck yeah Yeah. and and i i think what that boils down to is like and this doesn't excuse the behavior at all but he's just that's just like the type of like cocky dude this guy is right Right, he's just like a little bit Uppity, up, like up himself, but, but but they're all like that. Like Casey's I, like I that. Also Tom Casey. is definitely like that. Will Casey. is like that. Yeah. So like, I mean, they they get like a little more like arrogant, cocky dudes, and you know, for what it is, I still think that he's not like to- totally over the top. Like he's just like you know, I know dudes like that. Like yeah. Mm. Well, should we get into the Ron Rosie of it all? Because this is kind of what ignited. Dare I say it? Our our beef, Rod. <laughs> yeah. So so I've heard your takes on it, um, and I and I and I have to pause the podcast sometimes because I get so angry. <laughs> I, I, oh my god! I'm literally like I disagree with everything that they're saying, and I just need I need like I need a few minutes to walk away, and <laughs> and like on Instagram too. Like you got like hordes of your fans talking shit yes. about Ron and like this Rosie situation. Wait, hold on. And I'm, like, I'm just gonna choose to focus on the hordes of fans part of that comment and right. bask in that for a moment. <laughs> Sorry, continue. You stick them. You stick them on to me. You know they're 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 just talking all this shit about fucking Ron, and I'm like, are we watching? Hold on. Most of the people in those comments were on your That's side. That's true. I had selected. 
I, I had tunnel vision on the haters, if I'm being honest. I I was like, <laughs> Wait, just Rob, like, I have a very so important like, question. The same show. Were you the person that rated our podcast one star? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh my God, Jesus, I did not do that. No, no, no. Five okay. stars only on this side of the house. Thank you. But oh my gosh. Just, so, what's your yeah, perspective I, on the I, fight? I, Tell us. Know, so my perspective on the fight is that it's totally overblown. I agree. Rosie is the one who came to Ron and Lana, and she was essentially there asking for advice, mm-hmm. and Ron gave advice. Mm-hmm. And Ron didn't even give inflammatory advice. It wasn't like, dump him. Like, it's like, she said, like, I forget exactly what her words were. I don't know if you have a transcript on it. But she said, like, <laughs> no, she, she had questions. Like, she, she had questions about, like, her and, you know, Casey's yeah. relationship. And, yeah. you know, especially as it pertains to the boys. And Ron gave it to her straight. He's a fucking boys boy. He, he clearly was. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she felt like she wasn't getting the attention that she needed, which is what she came to talk about, then I think that he gave correct advice and saying, like, you don't have to debt it, but you could take a step back and see if he pulls you for chats. And, yeah. like, that's, like, easy okay. enough to do. I yeah. think that and I'm figuring that's... out where our, our difference in perception is. Me too. And it's in the okay. rosy part of it, actually. I think that what happened is that mm-hmm. she went to Ron and Lana and said... I had these concerns and I just had a conversation with Casey that made me feel so much better about it. He really confirmed that he was into me and that, you know, whatever her concerns were. I don't remember exactly. I'm not sure if you found the exact transcript yet, Mm -hmm. Mara. Um, Her (laughs) concerns were that he just wasn't spending enough time with her versus the boys. Um, she yeah. wondered She so, wondered if the relationship was more one-sided. Right. So then she goes to Ron and Lana and says, mm-hmm. I just had a conversation where he totally made me feel better about this. And, like, that's not the thing. And Ron's response to her. And I actually agree with you that I think that he was trying to give advice. I don't think he necessarily was had bad intentions. But he yeah. responded yeah. to her with the advice of, like, what basically, like, should have happened before she had the conversation with Casey that made her feel better. Like, he wasn't listening to her. He was just like, well, you know, yeah, he's much more into being with the boys, which I think shows a huge, like, inner struggle that Ron had. He came into the villa, and, like, from the beginning of the season, I think the audience thought he was going to be, like, top dog, and he just wasn't. He was not a part of the boys. I don't think it was necessarily as exclusionary, maybe, as you saw it. I think it was more that he just wasn't Mm -hmm. um, as close with them. And It was him and Kai. Yeah, Yeah, him and Kai. It wasn't adversarial. Like, you're totally right. But then Mm -hmm. he gave, like, advice from that perspective of his own insecurity of, like, I mean, they just are more interested in spending time with each other than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that there's just there's a difference though between like them having a conversation like Rosie and Casey having a conversation and Casey being like no babe I really like you like you know it's like <laughs> this is legit versus the actions right and so Ron was getting to it like you know it's good that you had a conversation like this isn't what, I, this is imagine what his thought process was like it's good that you had a conversation but you know I think mm-hmm. that there's still action to be had here so this yeah. is what I would do if I was you. And I think that's like totally harmless. I, I think for and I think for me, it's actually slightly different in like uh, where I grate against the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he really said anything that fucked up to Rosie, like in his advice and like even what she was seeking. I agree, whatever he said did not make her feel much better. Even though she was saying like I feel relieved, mm-hmm. and I think immediately she felt not relieved anymore. But for me, it was when it was the she then reiterated what he said. And he basically was like, I never said that. And I was just like, what? (laughs) You literally said that. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the part like, the whole me drama could have like, been I- absolutely squashed by Ron and Lana responding and saying, oh, shit, that's not what we intended to communicate. Right. Instead, they had to be like, exactly. you're they wrong. They you're wrong. I didn't say that. You're lying. Right. No, they said he. I remember one thing that Lana was said during that fire pit conversation where it was all four of them for a sit down, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Come on, like you know, he didn't mean it like that." Like I think that they were trying I know, to I communicate. Thought that was and that's, really, that, really and that's bitchy one... of Lana. <laughs> that was like so condescending yeah. how she said it. No. It was condescending. Yeah. Well, I think it's just so silly that it got blown up, though. I would also respond similarly, like, dude, like, why are you making this a big deal? Like, that was not a fucking huge conversation whatsoever. Like, that that was such a small, like, little drop in the bucket conversation. Like, and now it's, and now you're, like, Casey's all mad and, like, he's huffing and puffing at me. Like, what the <laughs> fuck happened? You know? I would be pissed. I would, yeah. I would be pissed. Yeah. I, I truly think it was, like, a miscommunication. Because, like, yeah. when, when that conversation happened, like, I... I, like, forgot what the original thing, and, like, I was with Ron and Lana. I was like, yeah, like, they didn't say that. And then we watched it back, and we were like, oh, like, I guess he did say that. But it probably was, like you were saying, the disbelief of, like, how this was spun, how this was interpreted. Like, it was Mm -hmm. brought on as such a negative thing. And, like, I did feel bad for Rosie because, like, she, like, withdrew so much. She was like... I'm not crazy. Like, oh my God, like, fuck. Like now this is like, and, and I don't think she spinned anything on purpose, but I think it was just, it just spun into this, like, once it came together, everyone perceived it differently and it just became this like massive. Yeah. It became very semantic because like a good example is that she was saying, um, Ron told me, or yeah, Ron told me that Casey prioritizes the boys and he didn't say the word prioritize, but he said, but Ron, he said when Casey walks out, (laughs) he's looking for Tom and Casey. He's not looking for you. Like that is the definition of prioritize. But is that was, was he wrong? Like was I'm he I'm not wrong? saying if he was right or wrong. I actually do think he was right and they're not fucking together anymore, uh Rosie and Casey. Right. I was going to ask. Sure I was not. like do I'm like I can't he, imagine a world where they're still Casey together. Casey ghosted but. her. <laughs> Literally ghosted no her. No way. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked about this. Like, the the contestants, once they get off, like, their DMs must be going crazy. And, like, how could Casey not, like, want to indulge in that? A hundred percent. I did not think Casey and Rosie really had chemistry, like was such a weird i'll thing. put it i'll put it on the record that i think i actually think i said sammy was the most attractive villager villager i do too i think it's that um i think that rosie actually wow. i think rosie was the, the best looking um i of, like, disagree the entire i think sammy is like the most like i think tom's right like the most stunning girl i completely that agree maybe we've yeah, ever sammy seen. is a goddess there's like the there's Very like the, the the cute hot pretty mm-hmm. like triangle sammy is all and three. i think that rosie is just like really far on like the hot oh, side and then sammy is like really hard like far on like the beautiful oh, side like yeah just different strokes I, I agree with that i definitely um, agree mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think that this has actually been healing for me personally to talk out <laughs> in my relationship with Aww. you guys because totally. i do i think we have totally. more similarities in our perceptions of it than i thought that we would i would say like yeah, I Ron was right. Like ultimately, Ron was right. I think that that's not what Rosie was looking for in that moment. That's not what she went into that conversation to 
expecting to get and then i feel like there was a lot of gaslighting of lon lana and ron saying we didn't say that where it could have so easily Mm -hmm. been like sorry you took it that way not what we meant and then the whole thing is avoided but also like this is reality tv and we wouldn't be fucking sitting here like entertained and having a conversation about it if they handled it more maturely so yeah exactly yeah there were certainly a few junctures where I thought that if Ron was a better communicator, like, and he he, he does have, you know, the gift of gab, as they said, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he is, like, a smooth talker. But I think that there was, like, many opportunities when, like, the fire was getting hot on him when it came to, like, Sammy's accusations that he's, like, playing a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the Rosie thing that a lot of that stuff could have been squashed, like, very, very simply yeah that but like they but he was a little bit too emotional like he was a little bit too like in his feelings to communicate clearly about like what the miscommunications were i agree so yeah yeah Yeah. but i I think that for the most part like he was like genuinely like hard in the right place like and honestly i i i have my theories about those like other islanders like even like wanting to really conspire against him because of how strong of a relationship lana and ron had Mm -hmm. i think that like, there was a concerted effort between, like, you know, and maybe there wasn't, like, so discussed. Like, they weren't like, oh, let's bring Ron down. But I think that it's a competition. And I think yeah. that the other villagers <laughs> saw, like, uh, you know, Ron and Lana, you know, doing so well for, like, the last, like, few months or, like, you know, weeks. Because it was, like, half the season they were, like, totally fine. And they were like, you know what? Like, you know, let's – yeah. They're not so perfect. Let's try well, to Well, in the same way, up, do you not know? think that yes. Ron's intentions could have been to take down the other Islanders that he thought were strong and that were him and Lana's competition? No? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Wait, and his, no. his intentions with what are you referring to? Yeah. Like, in, for example, the conversation with Rosie, like wanting to put a divide between the three musketeers somehow or like ruin their little gang of relationships mm-hmm. that he saw going on. I don't think so, but now that you're saying it, like, I do think it was a little bit of a projection of, like, him wanting to talk about how Casey is such a boy's boy and he looks at the boys first. Like, again, I don't think he's wrong, but it was probably a little bit of his hurt coming out in that moment. I totally agree. I'm not one of the boys Mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I... Yeah, I think Casey just fucked it up. Like, I, I, cause I think before Casey entered the island, I thought that all of the boys were on like the relatively same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was together. Everyone was like, you know, um, like vibing along with each other. There was a few tiffs, but for the most part, it was a vibe. And then Casey comes in, you know, there's like the Lana, Casey, Ron triangle. That fucking recoupling was insane, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, and then after that, it was, like, just a divide, but it's, I, I just don't see it. I just, I I don't know what the fuck Casey did to get into, like, Will and Tom's head, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I guess he's just a silly little goofy guy that they just, like, hanging out with. And... <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Wait, do you want to know something funny about him being a, quote, silly little goofy guy? Is that I actually watched an interview yeah. with Olivia, and she was talking about how tall everyone in the island was this year. Ron is apparently like 6'2", and then obviously we know that like Jordan and Tom are 6'5", and so she was like, Casey isn't short, Casey is 6 foot. What? Wow. Is he really 6 foot? According to Olivia, Casey is 6 foot. I thought he was like 5'9", five, 5'10". I, I know like fucking yeah. Tom is huge. Tom is oh, massive. Isn't but... that so interesting? Yeah, here's what... It... I just don't she think that's true. She could be wrong, I think, but I think Olivia was on Toby's podcast from 
to, uh, Toby and Chloe. I don't remember what season that was. And uh-huh. she was talking about how um, he would have been really short in the villa, basically, because I think Toby is 5'11", and she was like, everyone this season was right. really tall. That's why Casey seemed short, but Casey was actually six foot. Yeah, he he interesting he uh, casey was taking part in instagram q a when one of his followers asked how tall are you he replied right let's address this question i'm six feet tall wow (laughs) that is actually crazy that is crazy that is yeah but like he could be 511 he's probably five. you know what i mean i just i don't think so this this is this is the meme that like comes to mind for me when i think about how everyone views casey versus how people view Uh ron inside of the island Uh the village whatever fucking this is this is the meme this is broke ass can you read it strong broke ass strong (laughs) and independent yeah so is ron the broke ass yeah like yeah Ron's a broke ass one, and then yeah, and, and Casey's like this strong and independent one. I'm like, what? What is this? I do have to perception? agree with you that like, I think Casey I, uh, is a villain. <laughs> I hated Casey. Casey's a total villain. Casey's yeah. a total villain. Casey definitely got villainized. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I he, think he, he the. I think that he was like immediately victimized uh, because of the whole Ron Lana situation. And I think Mm -hmm. that he earned a lot of sympathy that carried Mm -hmm. him through the remainder of the season. I think that's why there's such a difference between them. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Let's pivot slightly. And let's talk a little bit about. um, (laughs) My BPM right now is like 150. Communal deep breath. (laughs) (sighs) Tamar, you wanted to talk a little bit about the. Uh, downfall of Jesse and Will from the public eye. So tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Yeah, and you know what? I haven't totally, like, cracked it in my mind, so I'd love to hear your guys' opinion, but... I just thought this was so interesting because, like, at the beginning and, like, again, not having watched Love Island, I don't know about this trope, but I've heard you guys talk about it on the podcast of, like, there's always the one, like, villager who, like, doesn't have a match. Like, he's kind of the goofy one and then, like, usually is just, like, a friend and, like, doesn't Mm -hmm. get the girl. And in this season, Mm -hmm. Will got the girl and, like, they were genuinely, like, into each other. Like, it was such, like, an underdog story. Um, I feel like they had such a good relationship. It developed so well. Um, Obviously, Casa happened. That was, like, a big break. But, again, like I said earlier, like, I thought the way they came back from it and handled it and worked through it so patiently was, like, very healthy um, Mm -hmm. and very good. And, like, I, from the beginning, was, like, yeah, like, I feel like Jesse and Will are probably gonna win or at least be a very strong contender like between ron and lana and jesse and will 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 oh yeah will yeah. <laughs> that's will. what we call him because jesse's will. like will yeah i like, can't say her l's or r's yeah that's hilarious <laughs> i've never noticed that before will. it's so accurate why are you so silly such a heartbreaking <laughs> line <laughs> um but yeah and so it feels like they were like really strong like they said i love you like they came back mm-hmm. from it, and yet, like, they yeah. were not in the top four. Like, there was all uh-huh. the drama yeah. with Jesse, and, like, I, I'm just trying to identify, like, the cracks that led to them yeah. not being... Because, like, when you broke down, like, the amount of votes that the top four got, and, like, Shaq and Tanya, 2%, 2%. which is, like... Damn, like that's crazy. Like honestly, I, I I attribute that to like racist shit. Honestly, I I, yeah. I feel like minority like you know characters uh, kept 
don't just don't get the attention or affection that they're that's a hundred percent a part of it a hundred percent of it and yeah, like Kai and yeah. Sanam are like the first like you know couple or like you know minority are couple they? to win. That's insane. Is that's that fucking true? crazy. Like, yeah, that's like uh, we're both we're both we're both the of them are minority. Both of them. Yeah, yeah, that could be true. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That's a travesty. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely true. I think uh, Amber Gill. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, actually. Okay. All right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched all the other seasons. So yeah. I don't so we got to catch up. Tell you so. about all the other winners. <laughs> but I do think I I do think you're correct. I think there have been other people of color who have won, mm-hmm. but it's usually a person of color and a white person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not yeah, so not usually two. people I think that of this color. is a, yeah, an interesting totally. point tomorrow, though. And I would encourage you. I think that um, Love Island Australia is also pretty good. It's not as good as UK, but it's a good show. Um, and Jesse's season on Australia, yeah. I think is a lot of the like origination of this um it's been like mainly kind of a public narrative that has that they've been up against or that they were up against the whole time mm-hmm. in the villa so people said mm-hmm. that jesse knew going in that will have the most clout because he had the most followers on tiktok but also that he was just mm-hmm. obviously well liked in the villa even from yep. the first few episodes that she saw before she went in so people thought she was a player and were going in to yeah. just be with will because that was like the most strategic thing and we never, I mean, again, right. I love that you guys keep mentioning things we talked about on the pod. It makes me feel very cool. But <laughs> you've heard us talk about this, that we've believed no, we're, it. We're, we're, <laughs> long time listeners. Yeah, so we always believe in their relationship. And what did you all think about Shaq and Tanya not getting any votes from the other final couples to be the most or the least compatible? Because we thought that they would have been voted out by the public over Will and Jesse had they been in that group of of couples wait you're saying none of the none of the other islanders when they voted voted exactly which then made it so that they weren't one of the couples that could be voted on by the public it was just kai and sanam will and jesse and ron and lana right so i think the way that like the the votes split out was like Mm -hmm. ron and kai had voted for will and jesse right and then Gosh, I guess who like who was the one person who voted for Shaq and Tanya voted for Kai and Sanam. Yes, yeah. So Shaq mm-hmm. and Tanya were like on their own island when it came to like their choice making. But like you know, right. um, I think like Tom, Will, and um, uh, what's his name Casey, like all had a mindset of like they knew who they were voting for. That's like what their alliance was essentially, and they said it on the yeah. show. Like mm-hmm. these people. They're not voting on compatibility, like actual compatibility. They are voting on like their friend lines, and that's just what happened. And Shaq and TT like are a little bit on their own island. Um, as yeah. much as Shaq might want to think that he is like you know boys with like the three musketeers, they never gave him that love. Like they never they never mm-hmm. gave Shaq that yeah. love. So yeah. I think yeah. that I think that's really what it boiled down to. And yeah, you know, I agree. I think maybe Shaq and Tanya like could have been the least compatible, but they were never going to vote that yeah. way. Yeah, no, but that's interesting because I actually like I I remembered like sort of who voted for who, but I didn't like consciously realize like oh yeah, no one voted for Shaq and Tanya, which like I don't know. I think people like even though like Casa and that stuff was wild, and like I think that probably would have been an easy vote for me that they were least compatible because I just get like oh like toxic vibes like oh it's gonna be like a, a rocky relationship in the in the outside. Um, but I think mm-hmm. they were such day ones and like they were so like affectionate and so like they had so much passion and I think 
their yeah. friends probably like gave them a lot of credit for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I, I think it's like the longevity of it was the thing that kept them in. But yeah, obviously totally. the public was like, I don't care about that anymore. Get them out. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, w- it was interesting to see the public vote out Will and Jesse. Uh, and, and like when, when they got bounced, it was like, oh. Yeah. Like, I, on, I, I, For like a lot they, of the season, we thought they were going to win. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I had strong suspicions that they were, that they were going to win. Um, but I, I, I honestly saw the fake shit, too, if, I'm, if I could keep it a buck. Like, maybe not. Like, mm, if, I with Jesse. I, I don't think that it was necessarily fake. And, like, I think that she is passionate about, like, her friendships. And, like, you know, she, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do want to give Jesse, like, the empowerment to, like, speak her mind, you know. But I think that everything rubbed the Islanders the wrong way at movie mm-hmm. night. Like, the, like how yeah. outspoken she was and the way that she was communicating. Obviously, she was up in her mm-hmm. feelings, too, because she was fucked up from Will. Like, there was a lot going on in her mind that, like, probably made her lash mm-hmm. out even harder. But I think a lot yeah. of that was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is yeah. this is not like what we have seen before. And like that raises a few flags. And I think that that's what the yeah, public was- in the UK saw, too. I yeah. agree. I think Jesse is the weak link in the Will and Jesse couple. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, and like, she was always going to be. She had no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Definitely. Like no one ever fully believed that she actually liked Will, which to me is just sad for Will's sake. Because right. to mm-hmm. me, it's like, well, mm-hmm. why would anyone like Will? You know, mm-hmm. um, which is fucked up. <laughs> but right. I I think that is I think that is true. And I think unfortunately she did get caught up in some of the drama and the way in which she did it made her look bad yeah and yeah uh, i just thought it was a bummer like i i get why she had those perceptions but like i just don't think it was deserved like i think her yeah she's super outspoken like she really cares about her friends and like i feel like she gets tunnel vision she's like i have to say what i have to say and i think she Mm, just maybe doesn't have that self-awareness to realize like "Mm, time and place and that just like Mm -hmm. gravely backfired on her and yeah, probably yeah. there were there was more like Australia, like the the background and the clout, like just like things stacked against her from the get go. But I don't know. I think they're so cute, and I yeah. I mean I'm I'm it's, naive. It's I, real. I believe a lot of things at face value, but like I don't know. I think like, it's real too. They're, I mean, they're still together, Instagram. right? They're still fucking right. Yeah. Uh-huh. farm. Like I freaking love mm-hmm. it. So I yeah. wish them the best. You know what's kind I of interesting too. to me is. I don't know how, like, Will and Casey can continue to be friends outside of the island with, like, uh-huh. everything that Casey said about Jesse. Like, Kate, when Casey was, Did like... Did you guys watch the reunion? No. Or, no. I don't even know Wait, the reunion. Where, where can we watch uh, it? Yeah, we don't know where to watch it. Who? It should be on Hulu. We just haven't been able to find a release date. Yet, okay. But it should be on Hulu. It's going to be posted okay. tomorrow. And it's addressed a little bit. Uh-huh. What you're talking about. Okay, yeah. But so, I agree. I, catch up on I agree. It. Because, like, yeah, when it was, like, dump on Casey's time, which was so deserved, by the way. Like, that's when Casey was, like, lashing out. He talks so much shit about Jesse being fake. And, like, he's the one that started all those conversations, yeah. honestly. He probably yes. did. He did. Yes. He, like, was a, a big reason for their downfall. Was fucking not. It wasn't Ron. It wasn't Lana. It wasn't it Olivia. Was it was Casey. fucking Casey. And, like, that's, your, and that's your boy. Bestie that's your musketeer. That's your fucking boy. Right. Right. That is actually fucking shadier for Casey to do to Will than for Ron to do something like that yeah, to Casey. Casey was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. We all know Casey's the fucking villain here. But, like, yeah, I, if I'm Will, I'm, like, you, you watch it back, I'm sure. And then you see, like, 
Dude, what he was telling me straight up fucking lied. Lied straight to his face about what he was saying about Jesse. Can I say 100%. one Casey tangent? So Casey, I, I don't like Casey. There's like something about him that I'm just like, don't fuck with this guy. But I don't think he handled the Rosie Claudia situation terribly. Like, I feel yeah. like he really did. Like, no, we agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah Claud- Claudia handled that fucking horribly. Which yeah. We don't need to get into it. I'm sure we're all on the same page. But, like, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> what I was did, wrong with Claudia? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did feel a little bad for Casey in that moment. Casey was genuinely just, like, trying to suss this out, wanted to take his time. Yeah. Like, I, I do believe him when he was like, I haven't made up my mind yet. Like, he probably did have a gut feeling. Yeah. But, like, I feel mm-hmm. the want to, like, suss it out and validate it within yourself before you say something. But that was fucking Absolutely. crazy. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think that what was going on with Claudia is that she's on a highly produced TV show in which the guy that she liked was openly dating another person yeah. in front of her face the day after he did it with her. Yeah. So I think that there's always like a little bit of grace we got to give everyone just oh, like yeah. for all <laughs> that stress imagine. that we can't understand. For sure, I can't yeah. imagine what I would be like on this show. You go I'd fucking probably, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, no. I could never. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, but yeah. I think that But it would be so fun. <laughs> Pool parties every day. Yeah, it would sound pretty I know. Homies. Let's do uh, we're going to do like a rapid fire of our next couple questions and then we're going to move into our last segment. Um, so for you guys, who is the most toxic Islander of the season? Oh, Olivia. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to say Tanya just for the like Casa stuff, but yeah. Uh-huh. Olivia. I would say Olivia was the most toxic for the girls and Casey for the boys for sure. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. I like okay. both perspectives. Mm-hmm. And for both of you, what was your most shocking moment of the season? Ooh, um, That's a hard question, have, I know. It might have been Lana picking Casey yeah. in that recoupling. Oh, but like, in hindsight, I'm like, okay, yeah, like she needed to like go out on her own and whatever. And then oh. immediately changed her mind. <laughs> immediately. Uh, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know if it was shocking. It was just shocking to watch, like, movie night and watch yeah. watch everyone else watch what we yeah. had saw. That was incredible. Like, to me, that felt shocking. Like, yes. <laughs> like, because yeah. I didn't know movie night as a concept. Like, that was just introduced to me for the right. first time. And I was like, this is fucking insane. Like, Actually, no, yes. I remember my most shocking moment. It was Ellie and Tom's kiss on the terrace. Like, Tom being like, I just see Ellie as a friend. Cause remember how like hot and bothered Tom was? Like, he was horny. Yeah. He was horned up. Yeah. And then he was like, I just see yeah, I know. I'm like, really? Like, I was kind of rooting for you guys. Like, I really liked their connection, right. honestly. But I did too. And our last question is if you were a Love Island producer, what would you change? Or sorry, what change would you make or what twist would you introduce? I mentioned this a little earlier and this is probably a boring answer, but like just like getting getting to hear more of their conversations beyond just like this is where we stand as a couple. Like Mm -hmm. I want to hear them talk more about their plans for the outside um yeah. mm-hmm. or even like just things with like the the babies which is such a boring episode like if they use that episode to really uh spotlight more conversations that the islanders are having about like do we want kids like what are our views about parenting mm-hmm. like i think that shit is right. interesting 
Yeah, so, I yeah. agree. That's yeah. a good change. And then I would say they need to, like, the bombshells this season I felt like were rather disappointing. I think all of the women were good, but mm. the male bombshells mm. they brought in really sucked it up. Like, it was, like, mm. hard to watch. Like, Casey was the only good male bombshell. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Like, everyone in Casa was, like, ugly or, like, had zero yeah. riz. And I'm like, yeah. like, what about that little fucking, like, freaky looking dude? What's his name? Like, Kane. 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 Oh, my God. I, want, I actually want to... I need a direct line to the producer who casted Kane, and I want to fucking slap him. <laughs> I'm like, why would you pick this dude? Like, he's just a total waste of a spot, and honestly, like, even killed the vibe even more. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so, so like, funny. They, they need to work on their bombshells, because, like... I. And in my opinion, if they brought in like someone on the level of Tom, like every time, like let's see, mm-hmm. Tom is fucking unreal, dude. Six foot five, ripped as shit. Yeah, built like a brick shit yeah. house. Like beautiful fucking, smile, right. excellent eye contact. Yeah, Riz off the chart. Right. Bring, bring fucking <laughs> bring twenty of those motherfuckers in. Um, the show is yep. so much more interesting. Well, yeah. you guys need to watch season eight because season eight's version of Tom, like the first male bombshell, is Davide, who oh is maybe God. like the most unreal man who's ever been. Wow. Like the I, most attractive man in the world. Level wow. kind of I love shit. it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Gorgeous. I'm excited. And he's Italian you. and he has like a heavy Italian accent. Of course. Yeah asshole yeah okay well i think that those are all great changes and i can't wait to see the season of love island that you two produce yes um but with that we're gonna move into our last segment and this is the first time we're doing it and we are going to be calling it high tea high tea is a segment where we're going to break down one piece of tea in depth um that an islander or islanders have spilled since coming out of the villa so up to you guys you tell me what you want to discuss out of an interview that Shaq and tanya had on i think it's called the plus 44 podcast with zz mills and david sideman whitley or a YouTube video that Ellie released right when she got out of the villa that's like 40 minutes and it's called What You Didn't See. I love it. I, I feel like everyone does that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that was my favorite part yeah. of finishing US season one was yeah. watching all their YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. Are those the two options? Those are your two options. Oh, I think definitely yes. Ellie. Definitely Ellie. Yeah, definitely Ellie. No brainer. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so I'll go through it and we can just kind of chat. Thank God. Honestly, I I didn't realize that video is 40 minutes long, so I probably (laughs) won't watch that. (laughs) Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah, I know. It was a commitment. I had a really fun Saturday night on my own over here, in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Okay. So she starts the video by saying that the main thing that we didn't see was how much drama there actually was between the girls. And she keeps saying in the beginning, like, I understand what Anna Mae was talking about when I came in. Apparently, Anna Mae, when Ellie came in, was like, dynamic between the girls is fucking toxic. Wow. And so this video, Ellie is being like, yes. Confirmed. So confirmed. Yeah. She says that the producers told her 10 minutes before her entrance into the villa what the entrance was going to be, that it was her showing up at a recoupling and she was blindly choosing somebody to couple up with and that she had to write a recoupling speech. But the way that she talks about it is like we were jumping up and down. Me and the producers were like, this is going to be so good. Like she's very much 
keyed into the like we're making a TV show. Mm-hmm. Let's make this as good as possible. Like Ellie stuff. was, but then she goes on to mm-hmm. Ellie. Yeah, she goes on to say that that was silly of them because of how much it, she felt it backfired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But she played into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She played into... What the producers were wanting. Like being a bombshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was like, this is great. That's how she's talking about it in the video. She's like, this is going to like make waves. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. She says in the reunion as well, and Mara and I took note of this, um, bombshell's got a bombshell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's fair, but I'm curious to see, like, what was the toxicity like then? Like, Okay, so this is what the toxicity was like. So she says that the girls, when she got into the villa and after she had uh, chosen to steal Ron from Lana, they, like, wouldn't talk to her. Like, she would ask them in the bathroom, where is, like, a cotton thing to get my makeup off or whatever? And they would not respond to her. Whoa. None of the girls would talk to her. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw she didn't really get a lot of love. Like, even if they didn't show that toxicity yeah. to her. Like, she certainly was not, like, one of the girls, like... And and real quick, Ari, do you remember who were the girls who were, like, on the island at this time? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it was all of the OG girls, Mm -hmm. so Anime, Tanyelle, Olivia, Tanya, Lana, was Zara still there, Uh, Mara? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I bet she was. Yeah, Zara... And then Ellie. Dude, Zara made that Because her and Zara toxic. were the first. Like, so I, I wouldn't be surprised oh, if, like... Zara and Liv. Yeah. I feel like those two, like, really probably... I think the vibe Zara of the girls... Zara was the one that made it toxic? <laughs> Don't tell me. Come on now. I mean, she was the catalyst for <laughs> She was a massive catalyst. She was saying crazy shit. What about with Tom when she was like, oh, oh, I hope your family's proud of you. I mean, like, that was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that, that was, was fucked up. up. No one liked her. Like, no one fucking liked her. Exactly. She was being, like, bullied and ostracized because Olivia turned the island against yeah. her. No, because I feel like even at that point, people were weary about her, like, Olivia as well. I don't think Olivia is the one who shifted all the perception. Like, Zara was ruffling a lot of feathers. I think like, it was the combination of them, ugh. too. Like, I think there's there's fault and catalyst on both sides, but just, like, them two together is a fucking explosion. I, I was relieved to see Zara go. I was like, dude, this is yeah. way too much. Like, this ugh. is, like... We were relieved to see Zara go because I was like, thank God this girl isn't going to be subjected to any more yeah. bullying. Yeah, it, it really is interesting. Like, and, you know, I, I love all the takes that you guys have. Like, you guys, like, produce a great podcast. And, but, like, really, <laughs> like, what, what compels <laughs> me to listen to you guys um, is that we disagree on so many is things. Is how much you disagree. <laughs> yeah, like, <and> <laughs> you hate listening. Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, like, Excellent. I actually don't know what show they're watching. It's, like, so different than my perception of it. That's, <laughs> like, that's crazy. So that's how we feel. Right. seeing other people's perspectives so just a quick note um another interview that i watched like i mentioned this before this is when olivia said that casey is six foot she was on toby's podcast and she said that her and zara we know this but that her and zara knew each other through work they had done some music videos together and she blames the edit olivia blames the edit of the drama between her and zara on the quote idea that they didn't know each other that's that's a that's a convenient case for olivia to make Honestly, yeah. like, wait, I don't get what she's saying. Agree. The idea that they didn't... she's trying to say that, like, they cut out, like, all of the context of them acknowledging on the show that they did oh. know each other. 
that is convenient that for might her have, might just be me not remembering but like would that might would that have made the drama different maybe because it would have been like oh they're not just immediately going at each other there's some sort of context so like here. do you say they had history really outside know. of the island yeah uh-huh. Oh, oh. Yes, and that was found out because people started to see... Oh, sorry, Rod. I thought you listened to every episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. I have not listened to everyone. Outed. Outed. Oh, my gosh. That people... People, so when they were in the villa still, people saw, like, that they had commented on each other's Instagrams and TikToks and stuff. Mm. So Olivia confirms this on the podcast and is like, yeah, we had done some work together. They were kind of, like, friendly, but not friends. Mm. They had been in some music videos together, I guess. And so then the editing around that is what Olivia was trying to, in that podcast, blame for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awfully convenient for Olivia. I think, I think Olivia's going to make up whatever narrative serves her best. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, yeah. I am not a, I'm not a fan of Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Okay. So let's get into this crazy piece. So she says that the second, like, main divide between the girls was, do you guys remember the gladiator challenge yes. where um, it was when Lana was coupled up with Casey? Yeah, okay. Ron yeah. was talking um, shit. So she says, That's my missus. Yes. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good run. Um, so she says that after the gladiator challenge, when the girls were asked to decide who the winner was of all the boys, there was a huge argument about who should win the challenge. And this wasn't shown because they, quote, couldn't get a camera there in time. Oh, wow. Yes. So this is interesting. She says that the producers were saying, hold the chat, hold the chat. And that is like a thing that they would say to them. Also, if they were like eating lunch or something and started talking about drama because they don't want those sorts of conversations. They also have like an off afternoon Mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed to talk about anything Mm -hmm. like about their relationships or what's going on on the show because they're not being filmed. So that apparently happened in this scenario. Mm -hmm. So the fight was... Tanyelle, Lana, and Sammy were immediately like, Ron needs to win. And the, all of the other girls were like, no, Ron shouldn't win. They felt like Casey was really upset from what Ron had done. And Ellie says, we didn't feel like we should reward Ron's oh. behavior. Olivia started crying and said, no, I'm not going to pick Ron. And then this became a big fight between Olivia and Tanyelle. Oh huh. I hate people like Olivia. Yeah. I also hate yeah, Olivia. Olivia like, way too much. Yeah, she's like weaponizing her. I like immediately emotions, know. Like, yeah, yes, a hundred percent. I immediately know like someone who's exactly like that, and I just like ah. Oh, what's what's her full name? <laughs> I'm not gonna put that out here. Okay, so to wrap this drama up, Ellie was like, "Well, I think maybe Will should win," and then the girls, she said, judged her because they felt like she just always had Ron's back and was always defending Will. And then somebody said, "No, Shaq should win," and then Shaq won. But it was yeah. apparently like wow. a huge, a huge thing. That's crazy. Huh. Okay, now in regards to Ellie and Tom. She says that she should have gone harder on Tom when he friend-zoned her, Mm -hmm. but that she was kind of unresponsive because she felt like she didn't have any support with the other girls in the villa, like, that she would need to actually engage in, like, relationship drama with Tom. Totally fair. I know. I thought that was interesting. 
Um, and she said that she did have an emotional reaction and it wasn't shown and she wishes that it was because it would have humanized mm. her. Yeah, she really did have a muted, like they showed a muted reaction. It was like, oh, all good, yes. no worries, yeah. like no sweat off my back, you know, type of deal. Yeah. Yes, yes. So apparently in the two nights that they spent in bed together from the time that he friendzoned her and then the time that he actually recoupled with Sammy, Tom was trying to cuddle Ellie and like be playful with her in bed and she said that they, on the second night, were, quote, very handsy with each other in bed, and mm-hmm. nothing happened, but it was close to wow. it. Wow. And then that it just kind of ended because he got with Sammy. Wow. Huh. Whoa. Dude, Tom was into it. Like we said, Tom yeah. was capital H-O-R-N-Y. Tom is horny. I know. I am not surprised. Like, the way he reacted on the terrace after they kissed, like, he was like, oh, I forgot what he said. He was giddy. Yeah, so like I'm not. He was, to oh, hear. he was like, we like can't wait to get into bed tonight, and she was like, yeah, we'll have to be in a different room. Like we might be too loud. Right. It was like very yeah. Right. And then Tom comes back and is like, I'm not actually not interested. Yeah, that was really that was really shocking to me. You fucking lying, you Tom. That come was on. really weird. I, I have. More, I, I know. Gosh, no, she, I need an explanation on that. Yeah, honestly. did she break or like did she react to like was she surprised when Tom was like, I just see you as a friend. Like I'm just like wondering if there's more there that because that just felt like a very like stark. Yeah, difference different to me. I completely agree. She didn't fully get into like if she was surprised, but she did say she was like more upset about it than yeah. was shown. Yeah. Interesting. Um I, we were also very confused about that because it felt like originally he was downplaying it just because they were trying to keep it a secret, and then it was like, oh no, he's yeah. like actually friend zoning her. Right. Right. Yeah, right. it was like, I don't believe Tom, he's just saying this to the boys. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I think that he just was like all eyes on Sammy is my my take on yeah, it when fair. Sammy walked in he was like this is who I want to ride it out with and fucking good on him and I would have felt the same way yeah, <laughs> yeah facts Ugh, okay uh, I took note of this comment just because <laughs> it aligns very much with my main takeaway from the whole season uh, Ellie says quote Shaq was the moral compass of the villa <laughs> Aww. A lot of people say this yeah that's interesting I, yeah, Rod I mean, disagrees I, no I think I agree to I, I agree for the most part. Like I feel like he was really like um willing to like call out the boys and like he was really like willing to have conversations of like, hey, like I don't think this is correct and like I think for the most part he like approached them in like um in good, mature, like non attacking ways. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do think Shaq like reacted weirdly to like a bunch of stuff as well, like especially with Tanya like in that kissing competition where like Tanya was like yeah. making out with everyone and mm-hmm. everyone was giving her nines and tens and Tanya was like this is amazing like my man's mm-hmm. gonna be so happy that like everyone you know thinks I'm hot shit and like he's who gets to like be with me and Shaq got so like butthurt about it and I know yeah, I don't know like so like yes moral compass but also I think like a lot of his like reactions were like not not in the right I agree. Yeah. He, I agree, but I also... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rod. I was going to say, he just gave a lot of unsolicited advice, which I think maybe for Fair. some people like leads to him being some sort of moral compass. And he did hold steadfast in his own values and you know stayed true to himself and to TT and stuff. So like that's respectable. But <sighs> I do think that like you know if he was just like the loudest one when it came to like other people's business. So yeah, I don't know and, and whether... And, and oftentimes that advice was like very unsolicited or, or unwanted. You know, and it's like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that could be annoying. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it like that, but I could see why, like, you know, producer magic makes me me want to dislike him. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, I loved him so much. I feel like he was, he did have definitely a few reactions. I totally agree, Tamar, about that kissing challenge thing. But I feel like he was the only one who, when something like that would happen, they would also then show a conversation that day or the next day of him actually understanding and taking accountability and apologizing. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. It's kind of huge. Yeah. Yeah. I love Shaq. I I think he's great. Yeah. You know, and and I I actually don't dislike Shaq. And his hairstyle, Rod and I talk about when he has like the two, like in the front. The two dreads. I think think him and Tom are like par to par with like hottest in the villa for guys. Wow. Wow. Hot take. Shaq up there. High regard. I think his smile is like, oh, like it makes me melt. He does have a really nice smile. Okay. Well, chill out. <laughs> this is me and Gabe when I'm talking about Gordon oh. Ramsay. <laughs> okay, she just said a few more things. First of all, she said in her first week in the villa, she lost a stone from stress, and I had to look up the conversion. Well, that is 14 Whoa. pounds. What? Dude, she was already rail thin. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, shit. I know. That's a lot. Damn. Yeah. And then in response kind of to the Jordan picking Ellie over Tanyelle recoupling, uh, she defends herself and says that she was the only girl in the villa that Jordan was actually ever close with, even on a friendship level, Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't. Jordan did not make that decision because of what Shaq and Tanya told him or Olivia told him. Tanyelle Mm -hmm. and the fact that she was not into Jordan had already been floating around the villa for a few days at that point, according to yeah i do and then finally she oh yeah i know we loved tanya gone too soon gone too soon gone way too soon finally the last thing that ellie says is that she didn't understand the jesse hate she loves jesse um and was really surprised Mm -hmm. by that when she got out of the villa because she felt like she was very genuine Yeah. Yeah. yeah same girl i thought the comments about jesse's tears like not being tears was so out of whack. Like, like she has Botox. Like she's, right? she can't cry. Like <laughs> okay, but, but Botox does not impact your tear ducts. But what does? What does? But we have a friend. Well, Mara and I have a friend who listened to that part of the episode and was like, "I for like a year and a half, when I cried, no tears would come out." But she was saying it was like a, trauma, an emotional Trumps, blockage yeah. that she had to work through. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe know. there's something else going on there. I I mean, they're all being actively tortured this whole time. So yeah, it is torture. Yeah, Yeah. it is psychological warfare. Yeah, Uh, and I think I I feel like we have to enjoy while it lasts because I feel like it may become illegal. Honestly, like this, (laughs) what they're doing to people is fucked up. (laughs) I know, very Machiavellian. I think that it is less Machiavellian than The Bachelor or than other shows, but in general, absolutely. It, when yeah. you sign, I don't know about Love Island, but when you sign a contract to go on The Bachelor, there's literally a clause in which you sign away your civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that Love Island has something similar. Like, God. It seems like they have no liberties. Probably. Like, fucking crazy. Probably. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you guys have anything you want to say? I have one thing to kind of end the pod on, but any, any other other thoughts or anything that you wanted to get out before your platform is revoked? <laughs> Justice for Ron. Justice for Ron. You know, I, I think the public very clearly saw what I saw. 
Um, and that's why they got second mm-hmm. place. Like, I think that they're genuine. People liked them. So I'm vindicated there. <gasps> we didn't. I mean, this, this could be a whole mm-hmm. other 30-minute conversation. But we didn't talk about Kai and Sanam being the winners at all. I am a little confused. Winners. I was confused yeah. at that. I, I would not have pegged them. I would have pegged them as, like, the bottom four. Um, but I see, mm-hmm. but I, like, in retrospect. And and one of the things, like, you know, to bring race back into it, too, I feel like um, there's, like, a large, like, Indian population in the UK. And I feel like she, I feel mm-hmm. like Sanam mm-hmm. probably, and she was great. I'm not saying, like, that's the only reason why people voted for her. But I feel like she probably had, like, a large, like, base, I would say, of fans. Like a wave of cultural support. A wave of cultural support. support, yeah. Which I think probably helped, too. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. but that being said, like that's not the only reason why they won. I feel like you know they they are a great. Well, no, but I mean I think too. that that's a positive thing. That's like uh, people appreciating and standing up for like representation. So even if that is a factor, like yeah. I'm all yeah. for it. It's a better reason right. for somebody to win than for somebody to not win. Oh, hundred so. percent. Yeah, right. totally. So and like you know they they're in, like public service. Like they fucking you know probably make like yeah. 30,000 pounds a year or whatever. <laughs> and now they're like fucking just literally like, yeah. it's incredible. So yeah. I, I do see it in like in retrospect. I just don't think that they got a lot, a lot of production love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mara, what, tell us your Joe Biden theory. What the what? Oh yeah. I, I equated them. <laughs> I equated them to the Joe Biden win. It was like the lesser of evils. Mm. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I guess, but I feel like Justice like some Ron. people were voting for them. Justice for Ron. Well, right, but some <laughs> Tom and Sammy. fair, fair, fair. Tom and Sammy could have won for more positive. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think people, people liked Tom, didn't and like Tom and Sammy. People as saw much the bullshit, as we bro. thought they would. Sammy was stirring <laughs> the fucking pot, like with Ron, especially. Oh my god, we didn't get yeah. into it. But like fucking uh. the fact that like Ron had that like off comment thing, and then she suddenly she's the one who took it to the like the rest of the fucking islanders and was like oh my god like he's fucking ron strategizing he literally just told me that this is a game to him like this is you're 100 right you started this like so yeah i think that she unforced error i think that she yeah lost a lot of goodwill like in the home stretch when i think i think they probably could have easily taken it if they just stayed a little more in their lane she hadn't done that I completely I agree. agree, Rod. Uh, Rod. <laughs> Rod. Rod. We're one of the same. <laughs> Do you think that that impacts? Yeah, you know, like the, the single syllable R O. Yeah, we have a we have a kinship. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, anything else y'all want to say? Shout out Tanyelle. Freaking love her. That's all. Yeah. All <laughs> Rod and Tamar, thank you guys both so much for joining us today. Uh, we had a great time interviewing you, hearing all of your takes, the thoughts, the Ron justice. Justice for Ron. It was a pleasure to be on. So honored and grateful yeah, cool to be so the first fun. guests. Like, yeah, this is yes. uh, it's an honor that we do not take lightly. And I wish you guys like all the yeah. best success in the pod and everything. Like, it's so well produced. Like, you guys just got it on lock. So this is our oh, honor. Thank you. Oh, yeah, this is, this thank is so you. fun. Thank yeah. you so much. Great way to spend a Sunday. I would, we would love to oh, be good. there. We spend every Sunday doing this, so let us know if you ever want to hop on. It was Amazing. such a joy. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, everyone, for listening, and we will have another episode out for you next week, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. 
rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.